0: hello and welcome to 2k fantasy premier league podcast we are on episode 63 and looking ahead to game week six uh unusually we are recording this on a wednesday afternoon um had a few difficulties with birthdays and uh and traffic jams and various other, other things have got in our way of, of podcasting uh, so far this week, but we are doing it. And for once the game week is finished, so we won't be guessing any any of the results. So Kevin I know how well or or in my case, how badly I did in game week five. Um so anyway, Kev, ha, how how's things for you, mate? Pretty good, man. Just busy as fuck. Of course. And did and and you and you got back so did you get back from that traffic jam yesterday? It sounds like it was a bit of a, a stanza yeah. in to Toronto. Uh,
1: yeah, there's a bridge to Niagara with like Niagara Falls. Most people may know. I don't know if people even know what that is, but like, so I would think they do. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, uh, nearby to Toronto. So I was, I kind of live in between there anyway, driving back and there was like a crazy accident on the bridge, like an 18 wheeler caught on fire. And I didn't realize this. I was just driving back and uh, like traffic just stopped. And it was just like, I mean, I got there like noon, and the uh, I think it happened at like 10 a.m., and we weren't moving till till two. They finally like opened a lane, and it was just I drove by this truck, and it was just looked like something from a futuristic movie that was just <laughs> you know, like an artifact, like it had just wow. been torched. Wow. So anyway, hopefully everyone's okay. I didn't hear anything yeah. about that, but like yeah, we just basically screwed everything up. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, I eventually got home. But I was, I, I just got a EV, an electric vehicle. And yeah. I it was like the first time I was like, uh, what happens when I just sit here? Like, is my battery going to die? <laughs> it's
0: a good question. Though, isn't it? It's a good question.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I had 40% chart of battery left and by like, after like two hours, I was at like 38%. So I guess if you're just sitting there, it doesn't really
0: use much. Okay. That, that, well, that's useful because I also have a electric vehicle or EV. Okay. Um, Right, so I'm. I'm going to dive into it now, uh, because I'm conscious that Kevin and I work into a bit of a deadline because we're yeah. doing this around work commitment So, uh, we have a Saturday deadline, but slightly later on a half one, mm-hmm. so that we, because there's no early kickoff, which means we have three, uh, start game start of the kickoff So Palace versus Fulham, Luton versus Wolves, and uh, i uh, Man City versus Forest. I've also written Brentford versus Everton. I think I got mad. Hang on, I really should have. Um, yeah, um, I don't do think that. There. No. So, so the three games are Palace versus Fulham, Luton versus Wolves, and City versus Forest. Brentford versus Ever- Everton was probably the week before. Anyway, I, I guess the one that's the most interest is Man City because that's where people might have players, and I know Alvarez is a fairly popular choice, and then maybe people might wait for uh, to check to see if he's leaked because I think the Man City leaks are g- generally very accurate, but. Well, apart from maybe game week one, Kev, but that's, let, let's not go there. Um, <laughs> the only other I, person yeah. I would
1: say maybe people have interest in is if you still have Johnstone in that or Johnston, Johnstone, whatever the. Oh, the Palace Keeper. Because oh. it, it, it apparent like, you would think that there's a high risk that at any moment he would lose a spot. And he had been playing well, but he got sort of lit up this week. So maybe that's the final, you know, moment
0: that... Uh... Henderson comes in. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, in terms of games this week, we still have Man United and Arsenal tonight. And then we have our Europa League conference teams tomorrow, which is West Ham, Liverpool, Villa and Brighton. So still quite a few games to go. If anyone making early transfers, I sh- I'll i put my hand up here and say, I made my transfer on Saturday night and bought Alvarez in for Awani. Um, but that was price driven. Otherwise, I'd have been looking at two transfers and I'd like to roll my other transfer um so i'm gonna do some key team news and then uh gonna pick up a, a a new segment of the show called days of our red lives to uh give us a particular update on man united so um key team news darwin and diaz were benched for liverpool diaz came on at half time they were much better when he came on um which i think is is relevant uh trent's out injured uh Brian did a massive rotate at the start of, and they still felt really good. So like Steel came in, although I think that we kind of know the keepers are going in and out. Stooping got a rest. Welbeck was fit to start. Pedro and Ferguson were on the bench. Adringer and Lallana started. So it's kind of, and Lamperty got his first start of the season and got a couple of assists. He's like, I think he's like 4 million. So it's kind of interesting that he's very really happy to rotate. And I think it could be a theme we get after international break as well. Um, Marino was fit enough for the bench for Villabia didn't come on, so Dinya still played there. Um, Morris came off on 74 minutes for Luton, and Kabore and Bell both played 90. So the Morris, I think, I don't think he was injured. It was just it was more of an observation that he didn't play the full 90. So I know he's he, he's people looking at him for game week seven. Uh, when Son came off, that's when Spurs came back, which I think is bad for, for Son. They seem better when they brought the other players on, or that could be you know tiredness of Sheffield United. Um... I guess Manchester City have played again last night. I guess the big news there is that uh, Silva got a knock and um, Guardiola was kind of saying that his squad's getting a little bit thin, which probably increased the chance that the attacking players play and maybe Doku gets gets a bit more game time. Uh, Wilson started over Izak in the league, but then Izak started over Wilson in the Champions League. So, you know, take of that what you will. Um, I guess for Arsenal, Rea came in for Ramsdale, which has kind of been on the cards for a little while. Um, interesting thing that, you know, Arteta was talking quite a lot about rotation of goalkeepers but generally more generally so I do think we will see some element of rotation in Arsenal I guess that will become a bit more obvious as as they start playing the Champions League uh, and Martinelli got or got injured um and I suspect you know he's out I think he's out for tonight and you know, I suspect he'll be out for the weekend as well um Chilwell was benched for Chelsea apparently he might have had a minor knock there sort of rumors around that but he did play for 10 minutes and then Ruka Henry's got an ACL, and I believe Perisic has as well. Um, so that was all that part of team news. Um, so, unless you've got anything to add, Kev, do you want to do our new segment on Days oh, of Red, Our Red Lives? <laughs> this is because
1: I said that they are a reality show last week. Or so popular. Well, whatever.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it feels that way, doesn't it? Some. I mean, they're not in the news for the right reasons. Right. So I, I don't know. Yeah. there's a lot of drama either way. Right. So, I mean, Hodgeland Ho- started. That's yep. great. Good news. Then he got pulled off because, you know, he's not fully fit yet and then it sounded like the crowd turned on 10 hog at that moment because Martial came on for him, didn't they? And, yep. you know, they were, they weren't winning and it was just sort of like, what are you doing? Why It was probably more like, why are you bringing him on? <laughs> more than anything right because like obviously if the guy's not fully fit like what do you would you rather he just leave him out there for 90 minutes and get injured I mean he's trying to manage the minutes right so that that made sense to me um what what's not good is they got beat up by a b team and I know Deszerby is this awesome coach but isn't ten hog supposed to be this awesome coach so surely yep. with the personnel out there that shouldn't happen. Now, I, I don't know what, how much of this was international break rest. Like, obviously, you know, Purvis is stupid. that's that's what that seemed to be. But how much of it was, you, you know, last year, Brighton kind of like. Just had their way with Man United. I remember Pascal Gross, didn't he have a brace early on in the season before when we kind of started realizing that Brighton are good last year? I can't again, remember, but I'm sure you're right. That, that was like the big coming out party when we all that was like. Remember early on last year, we all had Pascal Gross in our team because <laughs> that was part of that little run when we all started buying them. You know, okay. and then they didn't really do anything after. But anyway, um, yeah, they've also got Champions League, so we're gonna get a bit more information on them. But the, you know, they've got a busy schedule. Uh, they're really weak on D. So I'm like, I'm not expecting any clean sheets. I mean, I have Onana in that still. And like, I just don't expect that many clean sheets. Now, they've got really good fixtures coming up, you know, relatively speaking, like Burnley away. Burnley play a high line and attack though, right? So that's probably going to be pretty good for, you know, the Rashfords and the Brunos. Yeah. Uh, Probably not good for clean sheet though. Because again, Burnley is going to attack, attack, attack. They might end up scoring against that rather weak defensive unit with... With Varan still out, you know, I think Martinez is back fit now, so it won't be like Maguire and Evans
0: playing together. But, um, you know, it's it, not it seems to me that without Varan and um, Shaw, like they're fairly weak in defense.
1: Yeah. And then also, I mean, they still haven't really, it's, well, I know they made a new signing. I, how do you pronounce that new guy's name? Amrabat or something like that? The, the, the okay. C- yeah. The CDM. Like, you know, maybe they can get their shit together if they sort of figure that out. But like Casemiro, he was unreal for them last season when when he came in and it, ha- it hasn't really looked like that so far this year. He's looked maybe a little older, but also I, he seems to just be playing more forward to me. Like he's joining the attack like an eight. And not only is that not helping them defensively, but it's also hurting Bruno. because <laughs> He has to cover for him sometimes when he's doing that, right? It's just sort of weird, like, the way that they're trying to go about things. This is just from eye test stuff. I don't know. And then they got the whole Sancho thing going on where, like, you know, he said, she said, and now he's not even training with the team. It's like, fuck, they just spent $70 million on this guy, like, not even that long ago. Bizarre. Like, he was the one all all in the offseason. Like, if the Glazers don't get him, the fucking Glazers are idiots, right? Then they get him, and, like, they're still bad. And it's, like, oh, it's still the Glazers' fault, right? It's just, It's just bizarre shit. Then you got Anthony. Fuck, dude. He's like punching women's fake implant boobs. And it's like, Oh, maybe it's just, you know, like uh, innocent to proven guilty. Then more women come forward. It's like, Oh, this is bad. (laughs) He's, he's not going to be playing with the team for a while, you know, after they just got rid of Greenwood. So yeah, it is. There's a lot of drama there, but like, they're also dealing with some injuries and they have had, I mean, I'm not going to say like super tough fixtures because there's there's Wolves and Forest in there and and like Tottenham and you know I don't think Tottenham are like a million miles better than Man United you know even though they um they lost to them but but like you know Arsenal or I would say are definitely better than Man United right now and brighton I would say are better than Man United right now so I I think that their fixtures are about to get a lot easier and I, I think the, the main ones for me there are still just Rashford, uh, Rashford and Bruno. And it's probably it. Like, I don't love that I have Onana. I'm obviously going to start him against Burnley because, uh, uh, you know, Turner has Man City this week. But yep. the way the league is right now, it's almost like neither are going to get a clean sheet. Maybe Matt Turner will make more saves, <laughs> you know? <laughs> sort of how we got to play FPL right now because yep. the leading – i'm pretty sure the i'm pretty sure Ariola is still the leading goalkeeper I don't think he has a clean sheet this year so it's a weird season for keepers um but i expect i i i heard i've i've sort of heard other folks say that bruno doesn't do that well against good teams because he he does play a bit more defensively like unless he's gonna get a penalty uh and yeah he's gonna send some corners and some crosses in so he's gonna have some Chances for sure, but when he plays weak teams like I would expect, Burnley this week, like he's going to be like well in the attack, like in the box, running in the box, taking shots. So I I think this is a week that Bruno could actually do quite a bit of damage. I know some people are down on him. I probably wouldn't be selling him now. In fact, you almost want to just be wary when they have a tough run of fixtures and almost not. I don't know, not even play him, except he has that penalty chance. So yeah, it's not great and. I guess I don't know. Yeah, there's drama, but I still think
0: they have some good assets. Okay, cool. Um, we'll have to work out if that's going to be a weekly slot or not. Um, <laughs> we no, will. We well, it, it, I guess it depends, depends on much drama keeps keeps happening every week. Sure. I guess. Um, do you think
1: do you think Ten Hag uh, should be under some scrutiny at this point? Two wins, definitely.
0: three losses. Definitely, and yeah, I, I, so I, I, I think the man management seems a bit off as well. I just Sorry. feel like he's this legend. It's like,
1: okay. I mean, every coach that Man United's gonna buy is gonna have some pedigree, right? But yeah, I their title chance is already over. Yes. You can't have three losses at this point and expect to like you know, you would have to win every single match till the end now. And even then, is Man City gonna lose three times? Like, probably they'll accumulate three over the season, they'll hit some bad form. But it's not fucking guaranteed.
0: Yeah, and I mean, then, I mean yeah, I, I suspect if, if they won the me. rest of the games, I think they would win the league because they'd probably beat Man City twice, right? It's part of that. But the, well, I guess yeah, fair but, point. But but but, but, I, but I guess the point is, yeah, you and your back foot. And the the, da- the danger this season is Man City have won the first five games, which you remember previous seasons they haven't necessarily started so well. Right. And this, this was my fear with Man City was that. Once they worked out to play with Haaland, they were just going to be unbelievably good.
1: I So Man so Man City, every year they go through a, little, a weird little out-of-form period. Like I remember back when they were breaking the goals records, they they like lost to Palace and like Fernandinho just didn't look good and they just couldn't figure shit out for a few weeks and like none of their penalty takers could score, remember? And they just kind of, yeah. I mean, they still won the league, but it was like, you know, they just had like eight weeks where it's like, what the fuck's going on over there? The, the reason why I feel a little less uh, like I feel like that's like less of a probability this year that they would have like such a dramatic out of form period is just because Rodri looks so competent and like mature now. And he's only like 24 and you got, you just got to think like that guy's turning into like a natural just leader like Rodri's turning into like a candidate for player of the year. And we saw it again in Champions League yesterday and he's joining the attack. He's winning the ball. But the, the things he's saying in the pressers, he just looks like a captain. Do you know what I mean? So I just feel yeah. like they're a little more headstrong now. They finally got the Champions League win off their back. Uh, there's a lot less pressure. And I just, I I mean, their only thing now is they seem to be accumulating some a bunch of injuries with, with like when I look at who's on their bench right now. It's like not a ton of first choice depth. But yeah, that's a whole separate discussion. Yep.
0: Yeah. Okay. okay. So clean sheet odds this week. So, just speak of the devil. Man City, fifty-nine percent home to Forest are by far the outright leader there. So, the interest of anyone that's got Vardy Um
1: Yeah, he didn't play a minute yesterday either. So you would, ex- I mean, who fucking knows? But you did. It's great. You you think he'd probably start? agree. Or he's injured. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. No, like I've yeah. got him. Good thing is we get a leak. The only thing I'd say on that is like Forrester, very underrated man. They are a good team that can score i i this seems very i know city are good but that seems like too high to me like i think forest i think it's like 60 40 60 like that forest will score they just have okay. that like counter-attacking team that like they've got the wing backs you know they've got good forwards they've got They've got really good creative midfielders. Well, I, White, I, like they're underrated and they just don't seem to be getting respect. Like I would, I think they got a chance to fight for top 10 this year. Well,
0: I, I think the challenge for Man City is they have a habit of letting a late goal in in these games as well. So, but what you want is like an Ake who comes off at 70 minutes, right? And then you've got the clean sheet banked. but yeah, let's, let's see how that plays through. Um then we've got a bunch of teams in the forties. I think it's six. So Newcastle, 45% away at Sheffield United. Palace, 43% home to Fulham. Brentford, 41% home to Everton. Brighton, 41% home to Bournemouth. Man United, 40% away at Burnley. And then Liverpool, 40% home to West Ham. And and Kev, just for completion, Forrester got an 8% chance for a clean sheet according to the bookies, so you definitely should start Anana, which I'm sure you were anyway before I told you that yeah. information. Um I guess in terms of fixtures, the teams with the best fixtures over the next six weeks are Liverpool and Villa on fourteen. When we'll I add those up, and then and then closely followed by Newcastle and Brentford still on both on fifteen, and the teams with the worst fixtures are Arsenal on nineteen, Forest on nineteen, and then there's a bunch of teams on eighteen, which is like Brighton, West Ham, Wool, Sheffield United, Bournemouth. But actually, that you know, eighteen versus fifteen isn't that big a difference. That's kind of like just one difficult fixture there. So anyway, I'm sure there are teams that people be looking on go for
1: it i mean like okay so how many weeks is this six
0: okay and the lowest so the lowest rating on the and it runs from two to five but you mostly get twos and threes so if you got like yeah yeah, yeah, like
1: like chelsea away so look at villa chelsea away brighton at home and then wolves away and then west ham at home like that's not great but then they have Luton and Forest to like make it great. But again, Forest is underrated. Like I would say sneakily, and we were talking about this the other day. I would say sneakily that at least for like the next four weeks, like Villa's fixtures are not as good as like the numbers the site are saying.
0: Yeah, because because I, I, that's because I think Wolves and West Ham are better sides than we first thought at the and start if, of the season. Even
1: Chelsea away, they've got it a th- as a three. Chelsea's problem isn't that they're uh like leaking a fuckload of goals they can't they're just wasting chances so like i don't see like i don't see a bunch of goals being scored chelsea away i still think villa can win this game like 2-1 or 1-0 but like i don't they're not a three i don't know brighton brighton's a three well i guess yeah i guess there's a i guess there's five and four on here too right and i guess it's just gonna go a distribution of
0: there's this many teams yeah you know exactly exactly yeah, it, it, it's, as well. It, it's how an many, it's an indicator, isn't it? It gives it, you an indication.
1: Is Man City, the only five. Yeah, it is. So there's only Man City that's a five. Maybe that's what's happening. Like Liverpool, I would probably put as a five again. They just seem a lot better.
0: Yeah, and Arsenal too. Well, I if you remember last season, Arsenal
1: was fours.
0: But partway through, they uh, there was two or three times last season they re- refreshed their view of the scores.
1: Yeah, but the fact that they only have the one five. I think you should have. I think Arsenal and as far as like fixture difficulties go, I would I would have Arsenal and Liverpool up there with Man City. Like is, is like if I'm gonna play a player and I'm looking at their fixtures, like fuck, I don't. Like I know before Liverpool was leaky, but they seem to have sort of slowly figure their shit out quietly, right? Like we've all stopped talking about how bad they are.
0: I I, I think what's missing miss, missing. I think they think they, they, they ought to have some ones like Luton at home should totally. to be a one sort of thing and I think that would just give you zero zero.
1: (laughs) negative but like Arsenal dude like I look at Arsenal man to me you guys have the best D right now not City just because of what rice and party are able to do and like the core the back I know there was like what's going on with Gabriel and all that stuff but like I'm more confident you of you guys closing a game out than City like if they're oh, like I'm when sorry. you're playing Everton last week, right? Like I was just, I'm like, I'm not gonna watch because it's like I have Saliba playing as one nil. But, but I don't want to watch the last ten minutes, but like I'm pretty confident that they're, they're gonna close that game out. Where Man City, it's like fuck, they're probably gonna let a goal in.
0: Yeah, yeah. So anyway,
1: but all you okay. can do is off the site, right, buddy?
0: Exactly, exactly. Um, so captain, this week it's going to be Harling's home to Forest, so I don't think we will spend any time discussing that. Um. So differentials. So um go for it. Say his name. I have no idea how to say this name. The guy that pl- plays in Liverpool begins with the S sub Sub-Liza. Either
1: the S or the Z are silent. Zoblizer. Uh 7 What's million. That? Isn't it Zobasly? Zobasly? Maybe that's that. Maybe that. Maybe the the, the S's are silent. So yeah, so- Zobasly or Zobasly
0: or Zobasly. So- <laughs> and, and the reason why I've written them down is and we'll come to this later.
1: Like, Fucking shut up, Kevin.
0: Liverpool have got some nice fixtures. This guy's played 90 minutes every game so far. He's you know he's getting he's getting forward, he's getting you know, he's getting some sort of attacking efforts in throughout the game. I think he's got a ten pointer as well, so you know, he scored a goal. So I think you know, he's an alternative if you certainly can't get to Mo, for example, and you want a player that looks fairly nailed, he's five percent owned, and then I'm going to kind of pick, pick this up with the question we've got is, so Tim Wheeler asked a question, is there anyone worth considering for Luton and Burnley's double game week seven? So actually I'd written down uh, Kaminsky uh, 4.5, 0.2%. That's the um, Luton goalkeeper. And for me, I'm biased towards Luton because they have the much better fixtures in the in game week seven. The, I mean, the other player that everyone's been talking about is Morris. Um, I think is e- equally worth looking at. Yeah. Um, I had considered... The only player I considered was, was Trafford from Burnley. I mean, Burnley got much worse fixtures, but he's the goalkeeper. Perhaps we will get some clean sheet saves, but I'd still go Kaminsky. But, I mean, Kevin, there's no one else really... I mean, I, I, I do think putting too much effort into getting Luton and Burnley assets of double game week seven is pro- probably a trap. I don't and, like Morris either. I, I don't you, think it's worth it.
1: And if you're going to card the week after, like with 100% certainty, then if you want to take a little shot... But if you had Morris, would you captain him?
0: Would you captain?
1: No, we went through this before. Like, game week seven is a week where we're all going to have a bunch of really good fixture matchups in our team. Like, you're going to be benching Madison and
0: shit to cap- to play Morris. Like, I no, just... no, but no, but would you captain him? No, I mean Man City away at Wolves. I guess you wouldn't. No.
1: Yeah, I'm not
0: d- going to yeah. do that.
1: I think that Morris will get like most likely scenario is he gets zero attacking returns. <laughs> Honestly, like I, this is you get four points most likely maybe he gets a goal maybe he gets an assist if he hauled, like good for you 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 know you won the he won the the slot machine like this okay. week awesome but like if you're not wild carding you're going to want to transfer him out yeah uh, i would correct. imagine most people start transferring him out immediately so if you get him at five five you know you're gonna be selling him at five four Five, three. Do you care about that as well? Like, do you care about the fact that you're probably not going to get any points from this guy and you're just going to lose team value and have to waste a transfer? Like this, this is, do you remember when we all got Dennis that one week for forest and he just fucking got like a red card? Do you remember when we got like, um, well, v- 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 Beghurst and he just fucking sucked and he was stuck in our teams, just falling in price. Like this is that scenario more likely than you like, uh, Outsmarting the game and gaining OR. Okay. I I think it's not like flip a coin. I think it's like 70 30 that. Like, could it's still 30% chance this works out for you, but I think it's 70% chance like, fuck, why'd I do that? And I didn't even need to. I like benched a really good player that week too. Like, whoa, this is pointless. That's my view. The only player I would get still is Kaminsky just because he might get a bunch of save points. Um, Yeah. So, like, if you have Johnstone. And no other playing keeper. Like I don't know what scenario you're living in that, that that's the case, but like you know maybe move him
0: to. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean as we know, Turner's got competition for his place. You have Johnstone and Turner. You're sat there and you could suddenly bang one week suddenly so you don't have a goalkeeper. Do you think that's Possibly. still
1: the case though? I mean, they they just had a baby, <clears throat> perfect time for for Turner's replacement to come in, and Turner still played. To me, that kind of screams like this is his place. Why not let the guy? Spend time with your wife and your newborn. Don't even worry about training this week. We'll just play the other guy. You know. maybe no, I came in and played on Monday. It, so. it,
0: it, it, I, I still think it's a risk, but yeah, I see your point. And then, Kev, have you, have you chosen two players with 0% ownership again?
1: And I also, you know, realized how easy it is to just Google something. So it, it is S's that you pronounce. It's sly. It's not lie. So sorry, Sobosly. guys. Sobos. So Bosley. Yeah. So anyway, cool. I'm still probably pronouncing it not right, but I just listened on Google. So anyway, uh, my two are Castagna zero point one. Couldn't get the more... zeros again, dude. I tried, but like, so is he at you know, Fulham? Where is he? Where is he? He's at Fulham now, man. And he played nine minutes, and they're keeping cleans. And uh, their fixtures are not great, but okay. Where, are they? Where is the? How do I get to the fixtures there? But well, we so got a clean
0: sheet and some bonus this weekend. Did he got three bonus okay. points? Go to Fulham. Click on
1: Tim Ream. Okay, he's got twenty points. This guy's already had a red card. Okay, he has Tim Ream has game week one, Luton at home. Okay, so you'd expect them to get a clean sheet. They got a clean sheet, and he got two bonus. Game week two, Man City scores a goal, gets a bonus. So we got a seven. This is Tim Ream. Game week three. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm reading this in reverse. They just played Luton. They just played City. So game week one, they had Everton. He got a clean sheet and a bonus. Game week two, he we got a red card. So he didn't play in three. So the games he's played that he hasn't got a red card in, he's got a seven, a seven, and eight. OK, they've got Palace away, then Chelsea, then Sheffield United at home. I don't think they're the worst fixtures. Now they've got uh, they seem to be cleaning, as you know, because you have Leno in net. So, it's the same sort of narrative as the Leno in that thing, right? Like, you're getting all these safe points, but the defenders seem to be getting all the bonus points. So, you got this Tim Ream option that's 4.5, but now you've got Castang is 4.5, who's going to offer like way more attacking threat than Tim Ream, even though Tim Ream already has a goal. But, like, he's going to play this fullback position that's going to be getting, you know, more attacking and he's benefiting from the clean, uh, the,
0: the, um, well, clean well, and the, well, incredibly.
1: And he got three bonus with a yellow is that what you're about to say yeah I, was, I can't believe that okay yeah so three bonus with a yellow and a clean sheet so anyway differential am i going there no
0: On <laughs> second differential kev
1: uh fatty for brighton why not he's got just as i'm assuming he's going to be nailed at some point right so did we kind of it's, it's it's hard to kind of get a read uh this week because he you know it was international break he's a brand new signing and uh he did start on the bench but he did come into the team and i didn't see it but apparently had a big chance against man united um yeah no he
0: would have done because his xg is 0.64 so yeah that would make sense
1: yeah so i just think not right now but he's someone where like you know everybody's oh a wild card this date and get off of and change it up okay so brighton have Liverpool and Man City coming up in 8 and 9 then from 10 on it's just they're going to be like top of your fixture rankings like Fulham at home Everton away Sheffield United at home Forest away so you're going to have no Brighton th- like the most attacking team in the league with the cheapest enablers for how good they are in the league like I don't love that I have Joao Pedro right now more so because I, I, he just seems like in the doghouse with Deservee for whatever reason for not tracking back but like I'm not gonna sell uh, a stupid end just because of this I'll just bench him for eight and nine I'm gonna for sure gonna want him back after that I'm gonna oh, yeah. want like two at least maybe three Brighton starting in game week 10 so who are they I'm gonna follow fatty right now going forward because I know most people think Matoma the best because he plays but again dude they've scored like 15 16 goals this year he's got a goal and an assist it's the same as last year dude he's just he misses chances. He'll have the odd week where you're like, oh, I wish I had him because his ownership's so high and this, that, and the other. But like, he blanks so much. He's hurting, He's hurting these owners, man. He really is, Matoma. So I would like to kind of see how how Fatty, en- how fatty ends up doing here. Okay. And um, I don't know who the third would be. Probably, I mean, if Ferguson was fit, maybe him.
0: So anyway, okay. yeah, some differentials so, there. So Kev, uh am going a quick question of the week for you. Oh, boy. Which goalkeeper oh boy. has the highest expected goals conceded total across the ma- the game so far? Per game, per ninety? No, it's the t- it's total. So it's summed okay. across every game they they played. Yeah.
1: So, so a really horrible team's keeper, but have happened to not have a game in game week two, would be part of your little fucked up mind to trick me. <laughs> I see what Quite you're good. doing. If it ends up being one, of that, I'd be pissed. I got to think of other keepers. Okay.
0: Right. I'll, I'll, I'll let's. Well, I'm conscious that we probably have, what, 20, 25 minutes to get through a handful of questions. So let's just jump through some. I'll do a couple of questions and I'll come back to it. So um I'll start with Pradeep's question. I think it's a fairly simple question, actually. Would you consider bringing in James Wall Price or DRB as a fifth midfielder? I mean, for me, Diaby, absolutely. He's yep. he's he looks so good, I, I think he's probably a better option than Watkins. He's cheaper, and I think he seems to be just as attacking, if not more attacking. Uh, and I know we said before the fixtures don't turn as quickly. Fixtures aren't as good as we might think, but. Well, you'll want him looting at home in game week ten, and then he's got Forrest away, and then Fulham at home. So he's a player to be looking that I'll be looking to get in over the next few weeks. <laughs> I would actually, I mean, I'm even in the world where I'd have both of them. I really like James War Prowse; he's in both my draft you teams. He's done great, um, and mm. he's probably on penalties, but we, we don't know that yet, do we? Because they've not taken a penalty since he's not been on the pitch since they've won a penalty. But I suspect he must be on penalties because he's so good at them. I <clears> want to know <clears> know what's
1: holding me back on JWP? <laughs> Is no. Just...
0: Yeah. No. So yeah. So I do. Yeah. Sorry. So when
1: two no. came in, yeah, Bowen played forward striker, out of position, yeah. and in my head, I'm like, "There's no way I want to. And as much as Ward Prowse has been doing well, like that could that could stop, and like he could go on like a five-game blank streak, right? I mean, he's not going to yeah. score or assist in every game. I, I mean, I think they were there's saying he scored, no too, double digit, There's no double-digit hauls there. They're like seven, six, seven, eight. Kind of thing. And if Bowen's out of position mid, that could become like a thing in the game. And Kudas is not going to keep coming off the bench, dude. This guy is awesome. He's basically the Diaby of their team, right? So, like, two big, amazing signings were made that uh, sort of like under the radar at the time. But both of them. Remember, I said to you, I was like, dude, Diaby's like fucking awesome. <laughs> Wait till he comes in. And then he came in, and the the only thing that I that I didn't see coming is just I feel like Watkins' roles changed. Where he's sort of he's sort of playing like a hold up forward now. Like he he used to be like the main goal scorer. Everything would funnel to him. Now like he gets the ball, and like Diaby and like Leon Bailey are running in behind him, almost like Mo and Mane were around Bobby, right? So Diaby's the one getting all the chances, like Mo. I mean, he's not Mo, but you know what I mean. Like, it's like yep. they change the way they play. Where Kudas is just like, hmm. we haven't really seen him enough yet. But if he's going to push Bowen into a forward striker position, or if the opposite happens where Kudas is the striker, like how do how do we not have how do we have JWP over them, right? So, so my only thing with them is with 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 where Prowse is because I love his price. He's got Liverpool away this week. Let's see how they how they line up. And then Sheffield United at home is a good fixture. But then they have uh, Newcastle at home. So, like, there's three toughies. Uh, And he could be an enabler at 6-1. Like, for me, with what I'm trying to do this week, I can't get to Diaby, but I could get to Ward-Prowse if I do a certain thing that I'm thinking of. And it's like, uh, I'm like, part of me is like, oh, awesome. And then I looked into it, and I was like, I don't know if I want Ward-Prowse. So,
0: so the last thing I just said, Ward-Prowse is, he scored, I think, two goals from open play. And apparently, he'd not done, he'd not scored goals from open play for some time. Now, of course, that's in a different team, and he's clearly yep. playing a more attacking role. So Maybe that could be the difference there. He's playing a way more attacking role. So that I, know, I
1: like Ward Prowse a lot. Like, I don't think he's a bad player, especially at that price. Go for it if you want. I, I, yeah, for me, I just I'd like to see what happens with Kudas and Bowen up front. I don't want two West Ham attackers.
0: But I mean, and I guess the question was, would would you consider bringing in as a fifth midfielder? The answer is yes, but I'd have D R B over James Ward Prowse. But, but I, I wouldn't be, but I wouldn't be against having them as fourth and fifth midfielders. Recognising that clearly creates some other headache because there's lots of players we want as we've shot the, about say, in the past. So My uh,
1: my problem with that statement then is like fifth or fourth, fine. But like we're in a season where there's like 12 amazing midfielders. So yeah. like I don't, they're all like one, they're all like one A one B, all 12 mm. of these guys. So you're yeah. So you're like, what? You're not not going to have Mo? You're not going to have Bruno? You're not going to have Madison? Not yeah. gonna have you know Saka, like that's four. I yeah, keep yeah. you got Son, You're not gonna have blah blah blah. There's like fucking t- actually twelve. <laughs> now you're adding these fringe guys that are like from ten to fourteen, right? You add Bowen and Kudas, maybe if one of them becomes out of position. Like so, I I think we're in a you're gonna be playing five mids most weeks. It's not a fifth guy. It's like a one a one a one a one one a one b one c one d one e. Like you're going to have five mids that you're never going to want to bench. So I, 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 I would just maybe hesitate on thinking of that, like fourth, fifth, like, like McAtee was a differential I had the other week. I'm not going to have McAtee in my team because I know that means like now I only have four spots for these 12 mids,
0: right? Yeah. So, and Kev, the, the second part of the question is, and there's also Watkins are the viable option or worth taking a hit to bring in Alvarez. I think that's interesting. I mean, Alvarez mm-hmm. is the hot ticket in town. Everyone's buying him, from what I can see. Yeah. Um, I just don't know if it's worth a hit
1: because um, yeah, I mean, what very much is- like he's on fire the last few weeks. I it's it's kind of like Sterling against Luton. Like, does he come in and just you know blanks a couple weeks? Because I, like I still like what I see in Foden, and I just I feel like I could get Alvarez for a Foden move without a hit or with a hit to get another player I really want. And I am like fuck, am I gonna hit Foden out? To move, not quite sideways. Like I'd rather have Alvarez than Foden for sure. But like, imagine hitting Foden to Alvarez, and the phone goes nuts. And that one week I do it, it's like, what am I doing? Why am I playing this game? I have a, I have a podcast. <laughs> like, why? Do I have a, like, how bad am I? Right? Like, so it's just really, it's a really tricky period right now where it's like there's not a lot of certainty. So we're all kind of going off what just happened. Like, oh, Son went nuts. Must have Son. This is like all anyone talked about a week ago. Oh, Sterling went nuts. Must have Sterling. Fucking the whole game flocks to him. He's very yeah. reactive right now I'm finding and the reality is that there's still this like big pool of players that could become the main person we want, you know. I'm starting I mean, to think if... like when do these guys play Luton? Maybe we just do that.
0: Yeah. So... I'm, I'm, I mean I'm watching a lot on Watkins. I still I still I know Watkins hasn't scored for a while, but he's a very streaky player. The thing is yeah, as soon as he scores, you know he's gonna start scoring in most games. It's kind of I how think it he's works. a
1: little expensive to say he's not on pens, and I think his roles changed. I think he's gonna. I think you're gonna see more assists. I, I think I still think he'll end up with more goals than assists by the end of the year. But I think like seven of those goals will be not goals. they will be assists that you would have expected before the season started. Yeah, because he's
0: had five, 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 two, five. So he had four, four assists in five games. Yeah, yeah. So, Which hey, point. that's
1: what Mo's oh, doing and yeah. it's working. Everybody wants Mo again,
0: so. But I mean, yeah. But, but yeah, perhaps we'll get a game where he assists and scores, and suddenly it's a twelve-point or whatever that adds up to. But over
1: yeah. is six-eight. He's eight. You've also got this like Newcastle thing going on. All of a sudden, there's forwards. If Evan Ferguson's like actually fully fit one day, mm-hmm. like he's a steal. I just think Watkins at eight's a bit pricey yeah. and yeah. yabby's the best pick on the team for fpl and he's a lot cheaper too so i and i i don't want both yeah oh okay. yeah I, I, it's just the hit part i don't know if it's worth obviously wait for a
0: leak if you're gonna do that definitely um so i just want to just keep us moving along because we're gonna run out yep. of time for questions um okay. dave c should we stick with bruno and or rash with the next few good fixtures yep um i think that's yes If you had both, though, Kev, if I had both, I said this the other week, I think I'd be tempted to sell Rashford and just try and hedge my bets a bit. But, I mean, Bruno's the one that I like of the two. I would
1: actually... I'd rather have Bruno, but versus Burnley playing a high line, I think Rashford could, like, go crazy this week. So I I would maybe wait a week Okay. and then sell Rashford if I had both. Because Palace is not... Palace and Brentford, after that, are, like, palace is still green they're really good defensively they're not an easy like the, dude the way man united are playing right now like palace could beat them i i just i think burnley is an unreal fixture for both and palace and brentford are like okay and then sheffield united is really good and then city's horrible so i i think if i had both i'd probably like there's just you know do my fucking everybody's moving to alvarez move or something I mean, if you need the Rashford money to get to Alvarez, that's a different story. i probably still keep Rashford week, this week, then do it. Okay.
0: Um, yeah, that's fair. And when to wildcard? I mean, I've already wildcarded, but I think if I was in the wildcard now, it would be 9 or 10 for me.
1: Yeah, so the way I've kind of gone about it, like I wrote preseason, is just I'm going in with a mindset to wildcard after game week 4 and 5, and if my team's in a good scenario and I don't need to wildcard, then great bonus, win-win. I either go ahead with my plan and wild card, or I uh, hey my team's great. I'm gonna live week to week now, so I don't have a set date. I mean, ideally it's over an international break and you got all this time and you've got it live. All these injuries are happening, and all that shit, right? So after game week eight, but I do find that the prices don't move that th- those weeks much. So you don't make a lot of money <laughs> with an active wild card because there's so many wild cards active. Although it seems like they've changed that on the prices this this year and that, you know, wild cards do still impact uh, price movements, but there must be some sort of filter on that. So, yeah, I think I have I have two free transfers and a wild card in my back pocket. I think it allows me to be a little more aggressive on not, not like punts per se, but like moving earlier on the week for price changes. If I know I'm going to get this guy like with one of my two frees. And then, hey, if it goes wrong, I'll wildcard any week now, right? I don't have a set. This is when all the fixtures change. And the main reason is because what I said earlier, there's still this big pool of players that all seem good to me right now. And I haven't identified like exactly who they are. I'm seeing teams where it's like, I've got Saka and Bruno and Madison and Son and, um, like Foden or Sterling should I wild card? it's like fuck those five guys are unreal so it's like you know what I mean like two weeks from now or when uh Spurs play Luton in game week eight eight so no don't sell Madison and it's that is the money game so you know what I mean like and it's it's, like, it's a,
0: I think the wild card now it's if you got a problem with your keepers you've got um and Boomer, you've got, got Baldock. Yeah, if you're struggling I've to get a team, out.
1: Boomer and Baldock, and I've got one bench, and I'm just sort of rolling with it because you know what it is, dude? Because I fucking, as much as I'm pissed off that I had Alvarez all preseason, it was like, dude, I think he's gonna be a good pick, good pick, and then that bullshit leak on game day, I he just he was like the one name that didn't seem to be. He was on one leak and he wasn't on another and it fucked with my head so i went with voting because he was on all the leagues it, it, and like obviously i rue that day whatever but mo is someone that i was defending all preseason oh he's he's only getting assists i'm like dude the guy's got like fucking 11 attacking returns in the preseason or something crazy like he's like the most informed player <laughs> and la- at the end of last year he was nuts and then he started this year really well like i feel like cool like i got burned on alvarez but like hey I stuck with Mo and it's benefited me. Now everybody wants Mo and I feel like people are going to use their wild card like to get Mo. So the fact that I already have Mo is probably the main reason why I haven't felt the need to hit that button yet.
0: And, yeah no, so I
1: don't know who to get. I feel I, like I'm going to want these players. And then two weeks later, I'm going to be like, I don't want Madison. I don't want Son. I don't want Alvarez. These are the wrong picks now. I need Diaby. I need Bowen. I, you
0: know, I just feel like it's so in the air. So, so, Kev, uh, lead us on to a question from Weep, and then I'll come back to question of the week. Um... I, okay. I think the answer, I don't think it's the, uh,
1: I think you're playing a mind trick on me, and it is one of these teams that didn't play in two. I go with Burnley, just because they, they're they playing that high line. They're giving up so many chances. Am I right or am I wrong? What do you think? <laughs> Well, I I don't know. <laughs> I'm asking you. I'm just guessing. Well, of course you're of- wrong.
0: Of course you're wrong. Okay. It is Leno. Or Fulham. Okay. So he's had 13.3 uh, expected goals conceded, then it's Sheffield United at 11.35, uh, which is fodder room, and then it's Neto Bournemouth 11.2, and then your man Ariola at 10.4 make up the top 4. Um, I guess Leno, because he's played Man City and Arsenal, I guess is probably the driver there. So, um, but I thought it was quite interesting because Leno. Cause I was thinking, oh, that's interesting because Leno is my keeper, and he seems to have had lots of conceded a lot more goals. But as you say, is uh, interesting to see how that plays out over the season. But yeah, I um, I still think I'm, ha- I'm still happy with Leno as, Leno and Ariola as my two keepers. But yeah, interesting to see that. Yeah, they've let the they they do concede. It's a lot of chances. So, uh, yeah, because even against Luton, it was one point two eight, which I thought was quite high. And Everton first game two point seven three. If you remember, we had a blinder, Leno. Right. So, so it's, it's we're, so we
1: same with the same with
0: the the defenders, like we were saying earlier. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's kind of interesting. But they are concede you know, they are conceding quite a lot of. Chances a bit more than I expected, which was kind of why I was surprised by that. I should, the
1: only thing with Leno is hmm. like, yeah, if you're on wild card, you know, Areola and Leno. But if you're not, I probably wouldn't move to him just because it's almost Areola time.
0: Yeah, agreed. I mean, yeah, yeah.
1: Cool away this week, then then next week Sheffield United at home. You're going to start Areola, and it's Newcastle at home. Who I don't even think that's the worst fixture for him. The Newcastle aren't scoring five goals, really. I mean, they did versus Villa, but, like, you know, they just won 1-0, right? They just nil-nilled in the Champions League. I, I just feel like the way that the, the uh, Newcastle are playing, like, maybe they're going to be tired from stuff, to all these matches. Then it's Villa, Everton, Brentford, Forest. Like, I think it's everyone's just going to be – it's just going to be areola for the rest of the season, starting in, like, two weeks for everyone. Okay. Okay. Leno uh, Leno's great, but I don't know if you necessarily need him. And this is, you know, that question the other week, should we be going to like a Turner Areola? That's probably what they were alluding to, but okay. yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I think I like uh the thought of, of, of Leno and Ariola still, but I don't think you need to like aggressively try and get it.
0: Oh, no, it's definitely not worth it, but it's a wild card thing, which I think, as I said before, like for me, nine and 10 are the obvious two Two weeks to go for it, straight after the international break or a 10, because I think that's when you get a slight, again, a slight different fixture twist. And then Weep asks, when would be a good time to jump off Salah and invest in a strong bench? Which I thought was interesting because yeah. I, I think I wouldn't go off Salah at the moment because, as yeah. Kev said, he's doing really well and he's got great fixtures in nine, 10, 11, 12. We were chatting about this the, the other day, Kev. And, the, so I I've done my wild card. I can just about get back to salad but I think I'd be undoing like some of the work I've done to build up like getting Trippier and stuff like that. Um but just, yeah. just so you know, so most fixtures from game week nine are Everton at home, Forest at home, Luton away, Brentford at home. He then got Man City, but then he's got Fulham at home, Sheffield United away. I mean they are some Great fixture
1: Yes, you might captain Mo versus Holland in a couple where Holland actually has
0: a couple tough. And I, I, I think anyway. it's I, yeah, exactly. And so I I, I think like game maybe got you know,
1: at home when Holland has Man
0: United away,
1: which Man United away might not be the end of the world, but that's a ways out. Maybe they fix their ship by then. Maybe their D isn't all injured.
0: Yeah, so I I think for me. I think Salah is going to be very popular from game week nine onwards as people wildcard and yeah. and try and get him in, which is why I think nine in, in. Which is why I think nine will be a popular time to wildcard. Um, so if you're already on Salah, I mean maybe if you're you know perhaps you perhaps you want to really like perhaps you want to get Son and Madison for game week eight and then you can move off him for yeah. a week or two maybe and then you wildcard him back in. Um, right. The 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 I guess the alternative thought and the one that I'm looking at is. I'm still looking at Luis as go there rather than make about, three, you know, make two or three transfers to make the four or five minute, minute I need to move my players across the Mo. Um, and the reason why I like Luis Diaz is I still, I still think he's second, first choice. That kind of makes sense. He's the, he's the guy that I think will get the most minutes after Salah. He started every game apart from straight after the international break we've just had, which is maybe a downside for game week nine. I think, I just think he's the guy but the fact that they came on and turned the and they were much better with him on the pitch is a good sign for him getting more minutes as well for me. So I might just go down the Diaz route. So it's I am looking strongly at alternatives, which sounds maybe to me like place.
1: your biggest chunk of change to get back to Mo it just would be like trippier to Botman, right? Was it like two
0: million? Yeah, it'd be like trippier to Botman and then I'm playing with like attacking eight. So I was still like, I've got Visa, Alvarez, and Harland, so I'd sell Visa to like a four and a half million. So between those two, that's like three and a half mil, which almost get you there, right? That's um four. yeah, yeah, three and a half. Yeah. Uh so anyway, but I, I think so. Yeah, that that's that's yeah, that's the thought on Salah. And then Kev, we just time for we've got a couple more questions. The only other thing so,
1: I'd say on on Mo yeah. quick is just um, you know, the thought preseason was I get that there's cheaper guys in the game you know, that are 8 million that put up 200 points last year. And like, I can get Martinelli and Bruno or whatever. But the problem with those guys is they go fucking hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold, and people give up on them. And Mo ticks and ticks and ticks and he puts up hauls. And I know over an entire season, 8 million 180 to 200 points is better value than Mo. But with Mo, you just know (laughs) he's going to get like premium returns every like fairly regularly and that's fucking played out hasn't it and people are now moving back to him because they're like fuck should i sell bruno fuck should i sell martinelli and it's like this was the whole thing right like and we did this a few years ago with the with the expensive d we all started with like five four at the back like six million guys and trent and like luca dean at five and a half and shit remember that and it was like oh the fucking value it's like, yeah, but it's over a season, and these teams go in and out of form, and players get the odd haul, and then nothing, right? So yeah. I just think it's just this game isn't as fucking easy as that. And like, I'm not saying I'm—I mean, I look right today; I might be wrong five games from now, right? But just that was the theory, and I think people are moving back to the comfortability of like Mo is just—just just, I know I'm going to have less money than the rest of my team, but fuck, dude, he just puts up these—even when he doesn't haul, he ticks, you know. And then he does haul as well so i don't know man it's it's and then it just sucks watching them play and you don't have them so i you know and the rest of liverpool has this rotation issue problem so yeah it's, it's a complex decision but i would say this for your decision it sounds to me like the rest of the people that are engaged that play this game are their brain is starting to go, fuck, I want Mo and I, I would expect a lot of people like to be bringing Mo in, not getting rid of them. So you're going to be selling them right before like everyone else owns them. And I think if yeah. you, you sort of, you haven't not, like gotten away with not owning them per se, but like, uh, it's not like, Hey, I don't own Mo and he's doing well right now and like everyone else has them. It's, you know, ev- most people don't have them. So you sort of been okay. But if if this continues to happen and all of a sudden you're the only guy without them, it'll it will hurt you unless you nail the rest of the team that you're making the money up with, right? Like Trippier really needs to fucking outperform Botman for that to work, sort of thing.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um so Tim Wheeler asked a question: who is more of a trap, Chelsea or Spurs? I mean, for me, the Chelsea. answer is Chelsea. Yeah. Okay.
1: Spurs, I thought, Spurs, though, style of play they have right now is, is attack, 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 attack. Like I could see them even in tough fixtures like madison getting points song getting the trap is uh i know with certainty Song's going to be the center forward now because that seems to be like he could go from being one of the best players in the game to one of the most expensive worst players in the game when he's playing left wing and just sitting out hanging out by the touchline, like that, I, I just i think Song has the ability to be a trap but madison's just a good pick
0: yeah i think and the question is who would you get in defense and midfield from those teams if you're wild carding now? I mean, for me, Udoghi from Spurs. Yeah. I mean, even Poro, if you can stretch there, because I think you're right, is definitely picking up more attacking returns, like you said yeah, before, I think Kev. He
1: does have Emerson there where Udoggi's just
0: more nailed and like a little bit, a bit cheaper. Yeah. I mean, I, I I wouldn't get I mean, I've got Gusto and I don't mind Gusto. I think Chilwell's obviously there's a question mark over him and let's see how that I mean a lot of people are moving him to a Newcastle D, which I get. I've already got a Newcastle D, so I'm gonna give Chilwell another week. But I think Chilwell will be out my team once once they're through their good fixtures. I mean, for me, once Chelsea through their good fixtures, I wouldn't have any Chelsea players. But Spurs, I think, you know, begrudgingly saying Madison and Udogi seem like good picks to have and they can you know, Madison probably can get returns against anyone. Hopefully not this weekend when when he when he plays Arsenal. But um mm-hmm. that's kind of what I that's kind of where my head's at with it. Yeah. Um. So, Kev, final question, and I'm not sure if you're on the chat because you might need to look at the... So, Carl has shared his team and put a bit of chat there. So, effectively saying he's had a pretty bad game week four and five. So, sorry to hear that. Um. I mean, I wildcarded in those two weeks in, uh, in game week four, and I've had two red arrows. So, I kind of know where, where you're coming from. He's got two free transfers and not he's got 0.3 million quid in the bank uh he's not using any chips yet um so he's sharing his team i'll read it out briefly so he's got turner and johnstone in goal which is kind of almost the scenario we we're talking about before kev his defense is chilwell, Udugi, Kibore, and chilwell udogi cabore and Vardiol, and then he's got saka and bumo sterling fernandez and rashford and then he's got watkins pedro and harland up front which mm-hmm. actually quite um so He's kind of got lots of different ideas. I yeah. mean, he said a stupid into Shaw. No, I wouldn't yeah. do that. No, no, not wouldn't do that. Vardiol to Shar, I wouldn't do that either, because I think Vardiol will start and he's got a good he obviously wants to get a he obviously wants to get a Newcastle D in. Yeah. I mean, I would looking at his team, I would be tempted by maybe I'm... Watkins to Alvarez and then maybe Cabore to a Newcastle D. Yeah. The only downside with that is he doesn't get the double for Cabore in game week seven. But I'm not sure you're going to play Cabore in week seven anyway. I could be wrong. Hmm. Uh, it depends if you're going to wild card or
1: do you care about getting Mo or not. I probably like my moves would be to like slowly build up some money. Like I'd probably go Chilwell and Watkins to Botman and Alvarez. If that was my team, like that's sort of what my where my brain is for my moves right now. I just have, and and that that would give you
0: what that would give me almost two and a half million in the bank. So we wouldn't be far off Rashford to Mo then.
1: Yeah, leave that option open. I think again, Rashford. I wouldn't be selling him to Son because Son might not be center forward anymore. Just, I mean, fucking Richarlison came on and got a goal and assist. They won the game. Like, I don't think Son's nailed at center forward anymore. He might still be there, but you know, Rich is back. He's not going to not get any minutes there now. He's going to be playing. Um, plus, Perisic just had a season-ending fucking M- knee go, right? Yeah. So yeah. all of a sudden, Son at left wing is probably like a little high, more highly likely than in other weeks. I know Perisic wasn't starting, but like he's getting minutes there. And then uh, Sterling and João Pedro to Madison and Archer. I just don't think you need to bring Madison in this week with the Arsenal thing. Same with, same with Rashford to Son. Like I wouldn't sell Rashford this week. And Xiao Pedro to Morris, I just think is a waste of a transfer, like I said earlier. I think it's like the Sterling and Watkins to Madison and Alvarez was the closest in my mind, but then I was like, you don't need to – like Madison – sorry, uh, Watkins to Alvarez is coming down in money, so you don't need to sell Sterling. Sterling to Madison this week doesn't make too much sense to me with, with Madison having uh, Arsenal away. Yeah, agreed. Away. I,
0: I, I think it's worth having nine a th- game week eight for the Spurs spurs both uh gluten game isn't it
1: i think it's if you don't want to sell chillwell because you like think he's going to come back in and have these huge attacking hauls, you know which could potentially happen but like there's clearly a minute's risk there now right i mean if he's not starting uh, if he's not on the bench with mudrick starting like he's being subbed for mudrick as well at the 60 minute mark he was really close to 59 so i just feel like this that risk to me is like as awesome as chillwell is is attacking like i don't want that to be happening to, to him for that price so and I can get botman and free up like 1.1 $1. $1 million so I just if I was gonna do two moves it'd be walking into Alvarez and and show the botman but you could just do walkins to Alvarez if you don't
0: I I I, to I do walk into Alvarez and kabore to uh botman right okay but yeah okay it, it's, it, sound, it sounds it sounds
1: like he has Johnstone and Turner though so I mean wait for the the if Johnstone's lost his spot you know chris thinks that turner has some risk too yeah so maybe you do like john stone to to areola or to um the luton keeper kaminsky or whatever the i don't know leno whatever the fuck you want
0: yeah kaminsky could i mean if you went watkins to um alvarez and then kabore to botman this week yeah. turner to kaminsky could be quite fun in the game But on the basis you'd you'd wild card in nine
1: But if there if there's a leak and Johnstone's not starting and all you have is Turner and we don't know about Turner yet, would you deal with Johnstone right away? I probably would if I had to freeze.
0: Yeah, I mean, he
1: could he he could even go Watkins to uh, uh, Alvarez and I think he could go Johnstone to Pope. Yeah, that's not that I want Pope, but like then all of a sudden he's got his Newcastle D.
0: Anyway, all right. Okay, well, I'm I'm going to have to wrap it up there. I need to. Uh, yeah, shoot, but that was yeah. Hope well. Good to chat to you. I uh, Hope that's a nice, useful hour for people to listen to. And uh, good luck for the weekend. And we'll you too, man. Yeah, I'll. And I guess we'll speak on Sunday. Hopefully, for, for back back to normal plans. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Have a good one, mate. Bye bye.